Miyagi, look! Look! <clears throat> you begin a luck. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one lucky minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today is our first father-son team. It's Mark and Patrick. Welcome to the podcast. And thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, excited to excited to have you on. Uh, especially we have such a like a such a huge eventful week. Uh, so uh, it's always good to have other people to talk to. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is uh, minute 70 of The Karate Kid. It begins with a determined Miyagi and ends with an irritated Miyagi. <laughs> uh, so we start this minute with Miyagi trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. And we saw him trying to do this when Daniel first meets him in uh, the maintenance shed. And uh, this is something maybe he kind of does to pass the time, you know. Like when he's not fixing the pool. The pool. Um, so Daniel, uh, confused over Miyagi trying to catch a fly with chopsticks, asks, wouldn't the fly swatter be easier? So Miyagi now replies, man who catch fly with chopsticks accomplish anything. And I guess my first question for our guests is, uh, what does that mean to you? <laughs> um. Really, I think that just means that if you can, like, catch, like, a fly that's really tiny with mm -hmm. chopsticks, which are really hard to maneuver, <laughs> then you can basically do much harder things. Or basically, yeah. Tasks. If, if, yeah. Yeah, if you've got, like, the patience to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to hop on that and say, basically, if you have, like, the patience to be able to do it that yeah. way and not try to do it the easier way then yeah daniel's always looking for the easy way you know he's like should i should we we should sand this way we should uh we should wax the car this way it's like no 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 this is the way we do it and uh i mean i to me it's like you know catching a fly with chopsticks you got to be precise you got to be and and like determined and focused and uh if you kind of possess these talents um whether you catch the fly or not you can kind of go far in, in life, but especially if you can catch that fly. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And if it's not, it's not just a beginner's luck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've got some notes about that. <laughs> um, um, and I, I think I want to kind of stress uh, to uh, anybody who has not yet caught a fly with chopsticks. Matt, have you, uh, you you've I've, done this, right? <laughs> I've never thought to try. I, I guess I've had I've held chopsticks many times, but I've never had a fly buzzing around me at the same time. So the opportunity just wasn't there. <laughs> I know it, and it, it, something strange about this fly that it seems to just kind of hang out flying around in front of Miyagi. It doesn't seem because for, for house flies to me, it's just like they're there in front of you until you start swiping at them, and then they're go they're gone. You know, until, until, until you decide to stop paying attention to them, and then they're back. <laughs> Right back in your face again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, if you have a, a fly, a, a fly that's determined to annoy you. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. Especially with oh. two people going after it, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is a it, persistent it, uh, fly. Or maybe it's the fact that it's tethered to a string. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
It. Uh, I. I just wanted to stress to people who haven't caught a fly, flywheel chop. I mean, everybody here has caught a flywheel chopstick, so I mean, it's no big deal. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it means if you don't catch a flywheel chop, it doesn't mean you can't accomplish anything. I, I. I was just wondering. I was trying to think of the inverse. Like you know, if you can't catch a flywheel chopstick, you can't accomplish anything. Uh, it just means you're you're limited to what you can achieve. I think. <laughs> Because you don't have that that focus and determination to to sit there for hours on end and snap away and at a right. fly. <laughs> Nothing to do with skill. It's all persistence. Yeah, <laughs> patience. Uh, it's it's got to be skill based because Miyagi's been trying his whole life and he. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think he's had ultimate patience to get to that advanced age and never catch one. <laughs> I love the idea here that it basically sets up like Miyagi has never done this before. And so Dan, young, young buck just sits down and just grabs it after like, what, like four tries. <laughs> I know it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, some trivia here. Uh, chopsticks uh, originated in China and they are usually blunt where there are Japanese chopsticks, which are sharp and pointy. And mm -hmm. in Japan, they're called hashi or otemoto. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> <sound> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I've never quite mastered chopsticks. I know we have some pointy ones sitting in like our utensils drawer <laughs> that I just realized I was like, oh, those are Japanese. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> um, I try to, I try to use chopsticks whenever it's appropriate. Yeah. Really? I love I've, I've always wanted to get a pair of chopsticks just so i could just like practice just randomly yeah i, I watched so much anime i think that like <laughs> i absorbed how to use chopsticks through osmosis because no one ever taught me and i just knew how to use them the first time i tried them oh wow <laughs> yeah so if you watch anime <laughs> you can accomplish <laughs> at least using chopsticks that's my only <laughs> guess i'm like how do i know how to do this already <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've never mastered it. I don't think I've ever sat down and tried. I think I've gotten handed a pair of chopsticks and, and nobody actually told me how to use it and eventually just handed me a fork because I look ridiculous. Um, so I did do some uh, research and for anybody who wants to learn how to use chopsticks, here's the instructions. I, I wrote them down. Just uh, rest one chopstick between your thumb and pointer and steady it with your ring finger and pinky. Use your thumb, pointer, and middle finger to hold the chopstick almost like a pen. And I guess the secret is to keep the bottom chopstick still while you're doing all the plucking away with that top chopstick. So I, I'm, I'm dying to try it again now. I, I think I think that's the Japanese way. Uh, I think the Chinese, oh, really? the Chinese hold their chopsticks a little bit differently, I think. Can, can you describe how? No. <laughs> Then I don't believe you. <laughs> I think they hold them like more like further back. Ah, yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. That's just something I've always thought and I've always observed. I'm gonna look it up and see if it's actually true. Okay. <laughs> see now I'm gonna I'm gonna open my video here and because uh, you said like Mr. Miyagi, um, I didn't really notice. I don't know. He. He's got it. He's got the bottom one resting on the ring finger and the pinky, and he's holding it with the thumb and index and the ring finger, I, just like I described. So I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming. I do notice that it looks like he's got Japanese ones. 
So it looks like those are pointy. So I feel like that that, those ones would be easier to like catch flies though. So you like kind of like skewer it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you can just throw it at it. Um, so yeah, Daniel is uh, intrigued, and he says, "You ever try to catch one? Uh, you ever catch one?" And he, Miyagi says, "Not yet." And he says, "Could I try?" And I loved Miyagi just almost like scoffing, like if wish, <laughs> like give me a break, kid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I looked up. Uh, you know, Karate Kid reference aside, that uh, any, any sort of skill involved in learning how to catch a fly with chopsticks. And uh, I found a website called japancenter.com, and they say, if you watch closely, a fly will often uh, fly in uh, set patterns. So if you learn the pattern, you can actually figure out when to lunge for it, which it's almost like what you can, you can see kind of Daniel his eyes following the fly around and uh, he's just that good. <laughs> he's the chosen one. <laughs> I guess that would translate well to whenever he's doing karate. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also jokingly say you can spray it with bug spray and then pick its corpse up off the table with chopsticks for instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, hopefully you're not eating, <laughs> eating with those chopsticks. Yeah. Um, uh, some, uh, behind the scenes trivia here. Um, like you said, Matt, the fly in the scene was, uh, uh, attached to a fishing line and is being moved around by a crew member. They tried using a live fly, uh, tying it to fishing line, but that didn't work. And so they hired, they got a fly wrangler <laughs> on set who tried putting the flies in a refrigerator to slow them down, but like they got it out out of the fridge and just, they just immediately warmed up. So they, it slowed them down just like for a moment and then they just flew away. Mm-hmm. Then they built some sort of elaborate pipe frame to hold over them uh, with a piece of wire hanging from it with a little fly on the end, which they tried to make move. <laughs> but um, it's uh Chivia kind of ends here. It says, uh, Executive producer R.J. Lewis says that wasn't working. So I got a six foot pole, some thin black thread. The script supervisor was wearing a black fuzzy sweater. I took a piece of fuzz off it and the prop guy tied it to the end of the thread. You didn't have a lot of CGI 35 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's more charming that way. (laughs) I just love the fact that it's just sweater fuzz, really, that we're seeing. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Daniel plucks at the air a couple times and kind of adjusts the chopsticks and then he plucks two more times and to his utter amazement, he catches one. And, uh, it's funny. They kind of, uh, uh, change camera positions during parts of this. And, uh, you know, when, after he's caught the fly and, uh, I guess if you look closely, the fly is in different positions between the chopsticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all perfectly, uh, so, uh, do we blame uh, Miyagi for uh, getting upset here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how frustrating that would be. <laughs> you try that for a lifetime, and then your your the snot nosed kid does it after four attempts. <laughs> I love that shot of him, and he looks so deeply offended for a moment there, just kind of like t- totally just taken aback. You know, yeah. that just knocked him. It's just like whatever, you know, and and, and then he and then he does it immediately. Um, 
And uh, yeah, he says, "You beginner luck." Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I think what's offending him here is the fact that you know the catching the fly and the chopsticks means you can accomplish anything. So really, it's like uh, the journey, you know, you, all that focus and precision that you learn in in trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. Uh, he's just skipped all that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just very annoying. He should be teaching Miyagi karate. <laughs> yeah. um, and of course, I looked up beginner's luck because what's a minute by minute podcast without random trivia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a beginner isn't expected to do well. So the expert doesn't try very hard. That is one of the reasons why people attribute beginner's luck. Uh, also, the expert kind of expects certain actions and strategies or stra- and strategizes around it. So uh, because the beginner hasn't learned strategy, uh, he's unpredictable. I, I guess I'm, I'm it, it's almost like a, a game theory thing that I found, but really it's like Daniel versus the fly rather than Daniel versus Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Like the fly is the expert. Right. <laughs> so, so he hasn't learned how to uh, fly around. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, two of the reasons why people, uh, why experts especially, believe in beginner's luck. Um, one, they say it's from personal experience. So the expert was once a beginner, and if he was encouraged to become an expert because he originally had beginner's luck, then he believes in beginner's luck. And then also the uh, the confirmation bias. Uh, an expert might not remember the amount of times that a beginner didn't have luck, but those rare times that one does, he remembers it. So immediately is like, ah, beginner's luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's something to say for that, for not knowing what you're doing and uh, being able to beat somebody. But yeah, versus the fly. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I used to play a lot of fighting games. Yeah, that would uh, occasionally lose to pure beginners just because they were just so random and I couldn't predict what they were going to do. Yeah, you have no idea what what to do against a button masher. They're just yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's almost like not being able to see like the forest through the trees just because you're like looking at it too closely, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, he's going to try the high kick next, or you know, yeah. no, he's just hitting the buttons like crazy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, so there's a deleted part here from this scene. Uh, this scene actually goes on a little longer. Uh, so it says, uh, the, the earlier version of the script says close up the sticks, a fly pinioned between them, Daniel. Hey, look at that, huh? Not bad for a kid from Newark. Miyagi walks out. They don't have the the beginner's luck thing here. Daniel looks at the fly and picks up a make-believe telephone. Daniel. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. He's right here. All right, sir. Daniel make-believes he hangs up. Daniel to fly. Okay, you were in luck. That was the governor. You got a reprieve. Daniel rises with the fly and walks out. Now go on, no more in the house. And he lets go of the fly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that fits his character. I don't know. <laughs> that also means he, he had such a soft touch with catching it that he didn't ask. Squish it me. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a silk touch to it. That's really uh, that's really chosen one stuff when you catch a fly that lightly. Mm-hmm. You're not like stumbling into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been a few times in this movie where Daniel's talked to himself. <laughs> um, so I almost think it fits, but it is a bit goofy. 
Yeah. Uh, so there were a couple other. The only other thing I had here about this minute was uh, some other pop culture chopsticks moments. Um, and Mark, you're a big animation fan. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah. Uh, With the dumplings. Yeah. Uh, part of Poe's training involves fighting over the last dumpling with chopsticks, complete with fencing with chopsticks, and then throwing said chopsticks with such force that they stick into a nearby tree. <laughs> uh, in the in an episode of True Bloods, uh, the lead character Sookie uh, stakes a vampire with chopsticks. Um, Did they ever Matt, do that, Buffy? I don't. I don't think so. They used a pencil one time. Yeah. Have you guys ever played the video game Shadow Warrior? I've never played this. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It's uh, made by the people who did Duke Nukem. <laughs> Apparently a character named Lo Wang is uh, fond of... Uh, Lo Wang. Is fond of uh, trying to catch flies with chopsticks uh, huh. if you leave him idle for too long, according to this website. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the last reference I have to mention... The abomination that is the Karate Kid remake. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Jackie Chan looks like he's about to catch a fly with chopsticks, but instead, all of a sudden, he puts the chopsticks down, takes out a fly swatter, and then swats the fly. And then he picks the fly up with his chopsticks and then continues eating with the chopsticks, to which Dre remarks, That's nasty. <laughs> Agreed. Extra protein. <laughs> yeah. You need extra protein, especially when you do all that work out. Um, well, there is the one lady who swallowed a flight. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) why? (laughs) We'll get into that next minute. (laughs) Uh, Daniel uh, follows Miyagi outside, uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into that uh, on Wednesday. So, um. Since it's Monday, we have to get into our Monday question for our guests, which is to ask you both, Mark and Patrick, uh, when did you first see the Karate Kid? I'll let Patrick go first. <laughs> um, he, he better remember when he saw it first. I genuinely do not. I brought him to the theater to see it a few years ago when nice. our local theater was playing it. I was like, you know what? He's never seen it before. So I'm going to make his first time seeing this movie in a movie theater because that's how this way you should it. be experienced for the first time. Ah, oh, so cool. So that was probably like 2016 or 2015. And he doesn't oh, remember. Um, yeah, yeah, now I remember it. It was in sure you do. No, it was in <laughs> There's even a picture of you of you doing a certain famous maneuver. Um, <laughs> he, he he had gotten a headband from like when Cars 2 came out um, that he wore to it to kind <laughs> of represent Daniel Sun's headband that he wears in the film yeah um when i saw it um geez <laughs> like 1980 something oh well, the movie came out before i was born um, right so let's see i probably i think i probably saw it like in in middle school so maybe patrick probably was younger when he saw it than i saw it yeah probably. so i was probably i was probably like 10 year around 10 or 11, 12 years old when I saw it. But I, like, I watched it on VHS. And and Patrick knows what VHS is, so. Yeah, I know what VHS is. Yeah, you've, uh, you've schooled him on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, actually, uh, when I went to see, I, I saw in the uh, the theaters for the 35th anniversary screening, they had had it going around to AMC theaters, and that's when I was like, I've got to do minute by minute podcasting with Karate Kid. <laughs> I've got to do this. this is, I love this movie so much. Now, if only I can teach, I can talk Matt and do it. <laughs> so I had to build up this whole elaborate blackmail thing, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm holding his wife hostage, but it's it's a thing. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> but I was holding her hostage. <laughs> that's right. We got to get our lore. We got to get our lore worked out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I think you guys uh, both did a great job as first time guests on our show. Uh, I mean, Matt thinks it's beginner's luck, but uh, <laughs> I, I do thank you for joining us. I'm salty. And- <laughs> do you want to come back on Wednesday for another Karate Kid Minute? Sure, sure. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug before we go? Uh, as you can tell from this episode, we're, we're pretty awkward. Uh, so <laughs> we yeah we have a YouTube channel that we post videos every so often, trying to post more often, but uh, it's called Awkward Cinema. And if, pretty much if you just Google awkward cinema with patrick and mark or search that right on youtube you should be able to find the videos now are these just movies you don't want to watch with your dad <laughs> you just end up awkwardly watching them <laughs> no it's just because of the way that we're reviewing them <laughs> just by awesome. nature awkward. the delivery <laughs> yeah awesome awesome all right yeah uh, so look for that, people, and uh, and we'll be back on Wednesday. And until next time, it's always beginner's luck. <laughs> and uh, no mercy. <laughs> two two quotes. Two quotes delivered awkwardly. Perfect. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> <laughs>